Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Taking a walk. You know, I'm not, you know, 20 years old again. I'm 82. And uh, I don't want to go out there trying to sound like I did then. And, you know, and people say, oh, you don't sound like you used to. I have records that I made that are great. You know, if you want to hear Aaron Neville, you know, check out the records. I still call them records, you know. <laughs> Welcome to this episode of Taking a Walk, music history on foot. Buzz Knight is your host, and his guest is Grammy Award-winning singer Aaron Neville. Aaron has four platinum albums, four top ten hits, including three that reached number one on the Billboard charts. Aaron's new book is called Tell It Like It Is. Aaron Neville joins Buzz Knight next on Taking a Walk. Aaron, it's an honor to speak to you. Oh, thank you. Same here. Congratulations on the book, Tell It Like It Is. Tell me, did you enjoy the writing process for your book? Oh, yeah, it was great with uh, Beth Adelman, who helped me do it. First thing she said was, Aaron, I wanted to be in your voice, and that's what we've done. And I'll tell you, it was a roller coaster of emotions, you know, just going over stuff that I had lived. Did you find it, it uh, therapeutic? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, and I, and I, you know, I prayed the whole while I was doing it, you know, and asking for forgiveness for whatever I'd done wrong at different times, you know. Tell me about religion in your life, Aaron. Well, I went to Catholic school at St. Monica in New Orleans. It was close to the Catholic project. And uh, the nuns, you know, like a, one of my favorite nuns was Sister Damien. She taught the fourth grade, and, you know, she followed our career until she passed. And uh, I learned a lot from them and 
and for my parents too, you know, but uh, being in Catholic Church, that listening to the choir singing the Ave Maria, I never knew the words, I just knew the refrain. It would always do something to my heart, I can't explain it, you know, it was like, like medicine, you know. And that's what I've called my music after that medicine for other people. But uh, the Ave Maria was special until I met Linda Ronstadt, and the first thing we got the chance to sing together in the studio was the Ave Maria. We did it in harmony, co-produced with uh, George Massenberg, my first solo album on A&M, Warm Your Heart. He suggested that I do Ave Maria, and we recorded it in San Francisco at Grace Cathedral with an all-boys choir. And I mean, it came out magnificent. I have chills just thinking about that. Oh, yeah, it was chill for me, too, (laughs) really. Aaron, the book is so transparent in terms of uh, where your life led you down some some paths of uh, destruction. Um, when When you sort of think about those lessons, like lessons of rehab, as an example, what would you want to pass along to others uh, listening? Well, uh, it's a it's a game you play, and and, and especially with with the drugs, with the heroin, it's like uh, you first do it and make you think it likes you, but it don't like you. You know, it's your your worst enemy, and it drag you through hell and gasoline draws, and that's what it done me. So you know. Um, I'm glad I got out to the other side. I'm glad I wasn't one of the 27 clubs like Jimi Hendrix and a few others, you know. They all died at 27 years old. So here I am, still here. What did uh, Dr. Drew Pinsky teach you uh, when you uh, consulted him? He told you that the, the drugs, what they were doing to your inside, to your the organs and all, you know, and destroying you. And uh, then he said something. He said, one's too many and a thousand's not enough. I said, wow, that made so much sense. You know, but I guess uh, I had to, you know, reach my Waterloo, whatever you want to call it, you know, before I I tell y'all, it's all in the book, how I finally flew the dragon, you know. Now, you have kind of quietly retired. Um... You know, I've, I've done it since I was a teenager. And the thing about me and Linda Ronstadt talk about it, like she's saying when she first found her, she had Parkinson, and, you know, she wasn't hitting the notes like she used to. She, she said, I don't want to cheat the people, and that's how I feel. You know, I'm not, you know, 20 years old again. I'm 82, and uh, I don't want to go out there trying to sound like I did then, and, you know, and people say, oh, you're going to sound like you used to. I have records that I made that are great. You know, if you want to hear Aaron Neville, you know, check out the records. I still call them records, you know. <laughs> Is it possible anyone would ever coax you into a recording session? No. Nah. I mean, I've, I've, I've got five Grammys. I've, since I retired, I got a Grammy from one of the songs I did on the album uh, Apache, uh, Stomping Grounds. So uh, who would have thought I was getting a, a fifth Grammy? So I'm satisfied, you know. Back to Linda Ronstadt, do you recall the first time you met her? I still do. We, uh, it was 1984 in New Orleans at the World's Fair. She was there doing a Nelson Riddle at the amphitheater, and the brothers were doing a, a gig at Pete Fountain's Club on, on the grounds. 
And after her show, somebody told her she, we were playing, so she came and he told me she was an audience, so I sang a song called Ariane and I dedicated it to her and I, and I called up on stage. But she later told the press that she you usually never do anything impromptu like that, but she wasn't going to say no to Aaron Neville. <laughs> so that was how we met. And I asked for autographs, and uh, she said to Aaron, love, I'll sing with you anytime, any place, anywhere, in any key. So that was 84. 85, Alan Toussaint and myself had formed an uh, organization called New Orleans Artists Against Hunger and Homeless. And we were doing benefits for it in New Orleans. You know, all of New Orleans artists would be, would participate in it. You know, the brothers, the Dixie Cubs, uh, whoever. And we invited Linda to come. She said, oh, yeah, I'll definitely do it. So we were in Alan Toussaint's studio. And the first thing we wanted to sing together by us both being Catholic was the Ave Maria. And we sang it in harmony. And our, our manager, Peter Asher, said, Oh, y'all should do a record together. I said, man, I, I'm a geek, you know. I'd love to sing with Linda Ronstadt. We didn't record until like 88 or something like that, but the record came out in 89. And in the studio, I told her, meet you at the Grammys. I was joking, but not joking because it was that great of a song, you know. You are, yeah, one of the, you know, rare group of people who have sang with Linda Ronstadt. Uh, what kind of experience is that? It's a heavenly experience. I don't, that's all I can say. You know, she she said, I, I have the voice of an angel. I, I think she has the voice of an angel also. So there were two angels mixing together. I mean, we got a bunch of stuff. We did not just the four songs on my album. She recorded stuff with my, a few of my albums. We did a song by, uh, called The Song of Bernadette, and we did a harmony version of that. She did, sang another song called Please Remember Me. She sang Close Your Eyes, the old doo-wop by, uh, by the Five Keys. And she's singing on Ave Maria, and and we still talk every once in a while, a couple of times, maybe a week, keep in contact. Aaron, we have a podcast we produce besides this uh, Taking a Walk podcast that's called Music Save Me, about the power and healing power of music. And for someone who has gotten mixed up into a lot of trials and tribulations in your life that you depict in the book, you know, stealing cars, ended up in jail, addiction. Can you say, can you say music saved you? Yeah, I always say music was medicine to me. And I, I have a couple of incidents, like a lady told me about a little six-year-old boy. He was autistic and they had to keep him in a rubber room. They couldn't do anything with him. He'd flop around like a seal. And the only thing that would calm him down is they put a headset on this head with my voice. And I said, well, the only thing I can think of is the God in me touch the God in him. You know, so stuff like that give me chills. But I know my voice, you know, when I sing, I'm, uh, St. Augustine said, he who sings prays twice. And I definitely believe him because I was always praying when I sang. Are you singing around the house uh, as you're doing chores in the midst of the day? Oh, I'd do it. Outside. I'd be outside and, you know, uh, sit by the piano and do something, you know, but it's just for me and Sarah. Who are some of the musicians that you admire today? I really like uh, Bruno Mars. Uh, I like some of the rap stuff when they're talking positive stuff, you know. 
Adele, I like Adele, I like uh, Beyonce, Adam Levine, and they, they both did a thing, and they called themselves singing Aaron Neville's a Don't Know Much thing, Beyonce and Adam Levine, so that was, you know, it's like uh, giving you praise, like, you know. Tell me about the Aaron Neville elixir. <laughs> well, that's something my wife Sarah, she started growing the turmeric and the ginger and the cayenne and the uh, the lemons and and it's a mixture of uh, turmeric, ginger, cayenne, lemon, apple cider vinegar, and honey. And uh, I don't know. I've been taking it for for years now, and don't want to stop taking it. And as anybody that that takes it, they like it because it helps them in different things. You know. You still pretty aggressively work out every day, don't you? Well, not every day, but me and Sarah. We, we, we work out at least four times a week, and sometimes we do two in a row. We do the one with just the weights, and then one called it hit. You know, get you vigorous and you know vigorous workouts, and I feel good afterwards. For someone who lived on the road so much in your career, explain to somebody who has never been a musician on the road how difficult and trying and taxing it is. Well, I'm looking, I'm so glad I'm not out there right now with all the stuff happening with the, I call it airport agony. You know, you, you cancel flights and at, at, at the drop of a hat and you just stuck. And if you, your luggage get lost, we don't know where it is. And hey, you know, good luck. So uh, airport agony, I do not miss it at all. Uh, lately I've been hearing about people being in the airport for like a week trying to get, get out of that town, you know? So it gets crazy. I don't miss the hotels, you know, I mean, I miss the crowd, you know, and that part, but the rest of it, they can keep it. I used to say, uh, I'll be glad when I can get, like, Star Trek, get beamed from my house to the gig, and I have to have to worry about the airport. (laughs) 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 It never worked that out. (laughs) You know, as you're uh, contemplating your, your faith every day, do you... Do you find a way that maybe allows you to communicate with some of your either lost friends who have passed on or musicians who have passed on? Do you get to communicate with them? Well, I don't know about communicating, but they, they think about them a lot. You know, like my brothers, you know, Dr. John, Alan Toussaint, and my first wife, Joelle, and all her family. And, you know, yeah, you know, I think of it. They're in my reverie, in my in my remembrance, you know? And that's why I was able to just write the book like it, you know, like I lived it. So lastly, what would you tell a musician who is trying to find their voice, who is starting out? What would you give them advice-wise in a very tough business? Be a plumber. (laughs) You get it? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's a a sure job. (laughs) The music business is so fickle now, you know. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I love you to death. I love you to death. I'm so grateful for all the music that you've given us, and congratulations on the book, Tell It Like It Is. Uh, Aaron Neville, you are a treasure. <laughs> Thank you, Buzz. Thank you, sir. What a joy talking with Aaron Neville. So grateful to have him on. Check out his book, Tell It Like It Is. If you like this podcast, 
please share it with a friend. Leave us a review. Thanks to Bob Malatesta for his production excellence. And thanks for listening to Taking a Walk. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.